Hello, I'm Brandon and you're listening to the Left Wingers podcast. We are an unashamedly left-wing political podcast made by activists for act. This is our first episode of season four, so we're going to take this opportunity to introduce slash reintroduce ourselves and dive straight into a quiz, which will touch on the biggest news of recent weeks, Partygate. But first, I'm going to hand you over to my co-host so they can introduce themselves. Take it away, Sean. Hello, everyone. My name's Sean Woods. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a local Labour activist in both my home city of Stoke and in my student city of Manchester. I'm involved with the Fabian Society. I do a lot of work for mental health. Hi, Miss Sean. Uh, I'm also an activist with Labour. I campaign in Bristol from Birmingham. I'm involved in the Young Fabians, also really interested in tech, defence, as well as just general Labour stuff. In my free time, I try and play a bit of sport and get away from politics recently learning how to swim. I'm Kathleen. I'm a parliamentary assistant for a Labour MP. Uh, That's my day job. And in my free time, I sit on the National Executive Committees of Open Labour and the Young Fabians. Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm a third year history and politics student. I'm chair of the Young Fabians Education Network. and I'm a GMB Young Workers campaigner. I didn't realise that everybody else would have such kind of to the point answers on the likes so I've literally written a list of all the things that I like doing outside the podcast so I apologize in advance I enjoy playing strategy games singing badly on my portable karaoke machine and eating so we are really excited and happy to have Eshan and Sean on the podcast a bit of a tongue twister, but I promise you they are two separate people. We have some very excited episodes planned for the next year and we can't wait to record and release them. We had amazing number of applications and it was so hard to get it down to just two people, but they were both fantastic and we are so happy to welcome them aboard. Uh, the Left Windsor's family is just growing and growing and we can't wait to see what happens next. I will hand over to you, Sean, for the, uh, for the little icebreaker kind of moment. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to play two truths and a lie. So we're all going to say three things about ourselves. Two of those are true, one of them is a lie. And we've got to figure out which one of those is the lie. I think I should go first then. So my first one is I have won a cookery competition, um, a regional one, um, essentially a master chef. play squash for my county. And finally, um, I play for my local pub darts team. That's interesting because we've had a little chat about this before the episode recording. So I'm assuming one of them is right. And I think that's the the squash. Yeah, Yeah. that that one's definitely right, I think. That one's definitely right. The squash Uh, one's definitely right. (laughs) Because, um, hang on a minute, left windows, we have to explain. So we had a little chat with uh, Ashan and Sean before we started. um, And he just said that he'd come from playing squash. So either... He's really, really smart and has like duped us in the beginning, in which case I would like him more <laughs> than I currently do. Or he just gave the game away. Essentially MasterChef as well. That was, that really, really got me. I really like that. That was really good. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> He's essentially on Bake Off. Yeah. And MasterChef. I'm going to go with the cookery one, I think. Okay, why is that? 
don't know. It just doesn't strike me as a baker. I'm sorry. If it's true, I'm going to feel so bad. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay, interesting. Sorry, I'll hand over to you, Michelle. Should I, should I reveal? Or have you yeah, okay. Yeah, I did play the long game, Kathleen. You were right. I, I played. Oh, you. no. I'm not very good at squash. I've only been playing for a month. So I'm oh, you not. That's gutting. I mean, it's great to hear that you're a chef. Like, whenever we meet up, you'll have to uh, prove yourself, though, I have to say. I'm so sorry, by the way. <laughs> I feel awful it, now. It, it's all right. It's all right. Although, it, I, I must say, it has been a few years, so it might be Is a bit it? rude. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're great. Oh, yeah, excuses (laughs) are coming in early. All right, all right. (laughs) I like, so essentially Brandon designed this game so that we could all meet each other informally. And what's actually happened now is like there's some kind of betrayal. Somebody's revealed themselves to be a bit of a con artist. You know, there's like, it's, you know, (laughs) somebody's on MasterChef. It's just like, it's it's blown up. You can never trust me now. Okay, so my two truths and a lie are I have a pet turtle. I opened an event which Boris Johnson, as Prime Minister, spoke at, and I attended ballet dance lessons when I was 12. <laughs> See, I've, I've got a bit of insight here. I only found out this this morning. My friend messaged me going, oh, I know Brandon. He did some work on, I think, the mock parliament. I don't know when that was, but it was a while back. Um, and he says you're a good guy, so I'll take his word for it. I'll take that. But <laughs> that, that might explain why Boris Johnson was not. So I, I do think that's the truth. Turtle, I don't know. I, I imagine you're at uni, right? Can I ask that question? Yeah, so I'm at uni at the moment, but I'm not too far away from from my, my hometown, uh, I would say. So this tourist, does it live at home or does it live with you in your flat? It lives at home. I don't know of any landlords that want to talk to us running the This is really that's hard. That's throwing a in the works. So I think the Boris Johnson one is true. So I think because Brandon has done like youth parliament stuff in his previous, which we which we have spoken about on other episodes. So I think that's one. I'm unbelieving of the turtle because I've never heard about a turtle before. And I feel like that's something Brandon would have mentioned. So what was the thir- what was the other one, Brandon? Sorry. I attended ballet dancing lessons when I was 12. You know what I mean? It could be Billy Elliot. That's also like, he's blonde. Like, it's doable. Mm. What do you do? Have think? you seen him dance, though? No. I, oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And he's fantastic. I have yeah. seen him dance. And he is and he's a great, to be, I've said this several times on the podcast, he is a great dancer. Well, I think that gives it away, then. I don't but know if he's classically trained, though. Like <laughs> he's a great dancer. I don't know if yeah. he's classically trained. Like, it's not strictly from dancing, but it's, but he is a very good dancer, to be fair to him. Yeah. Okay, what we're going to go with? I think it's a turtle one. Should we go with the turtle one? Yeah. I think yeah, that would be tall. Okay, <laughs> come on then. I feel like I've helped a lot in this answer, so I feel like if I'm wrong, <laughs> it really is my fault. But yeah, let's go turtle. Interestingly, no, it's not the turtle. No, I do have a pet turtle. Called... You've never mentioned that in our I've entire never friendship. Mentioned that. Well, I post occasionally about the turtle on Twitter. No, you the, don't. Like updates. I read I, all I your tweets. Do... That's I... such fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do have a pet turtle. Definitely my pet turtle as well. Um, They're called Bolty. They're lovely. I've had them for ages. And I've just recently bought them a little bubble volcano thing for their tank. So I'm I'm living for that. I haven't had ballet dancing lessons. And it's interesting that you say Billy Elliot because I came up with that point whilst listening to Billy Elliot, the (laughs) musical. And I was like, there we go. There's my third one. Um, So, yeah. I have a pet turtle and I've opened an event with Boris Johnson as PM. I've never heard about the turtle in our entire 
Not once have you mentioned this. You need to be asking the right questions, Kathleen. I don't know. Don't pin that on me, Brandon. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not having that. You've never mentioned your turtle, not even once. All right. Well, I can only apologise to Shana the Shan for um, steering you down the wrong for misleading the house. I would like to meet. (laughs) Yeah, please, please come over. Obviously, (laughs) the the turtles aren't very mobile. Unfortunately, that is a downside oh. of having a turtle. So um, <laughs> you'd have to come to my Barnsley address. But um, well, my, mine's a, a turtle, so they're, they're semi-aquatic and they have to be in water um, fairly frequently. So they're they're not very easy to carry around. I might have to do a, an entire episode where I just explain the turtle search. Uh, <laughs> have to see if there's any demand for that. So my two truths and a lie are my eyes are slightly different colours. I have a tattoo of a rose on uh, the underside of my foot. And last year I raised £300 uh, when I went bungee jumping. Okay, so I I think I know one of these. So I'm going to let Sean and Ashan jump in first, I think, uh, because then I could start knocking some out that I don't think it is. Okay. Um, why on the bottom of your foot? Oh, because... Basically, my mom hates the idea that I would get a tattoo, so I got one on a place that's like really, really discreet, so you can't you can't really see it. And I always, I've always really wanted one, so I got one uh, like three years ago. And like I've had one conversation with my mom about it, but it wasn't a productive or fun conversation. Sorry, mom. I like how Ashan's taken it in like a would I lie to you direction, and there's like follow up questions. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm just, um, I feel like I should be on that show. That's what we are doing right now. And we can just, like, role-play different political lies and then, you know, (laughs) guess which ones are true. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm going to jump in and say the bungee jump. I have photo evidence of this bungee jump happening for charity. So I don't know the exact total that you did raise, but it could be um, £300. It could be. But I know that you you did do this bungee jump and you did raise quite a a decent amount of money from that. So I'm going to say that one's definitely truth. Um, Could you just go over the three again, Kathleen? Yeah, so my eyes are different colours and I have a tattoo of a rose on my foot. On like the underside of my foot. I'm going to see your eyes to the zoom. (laughs) Really squint at the camera. (laughs) I don't know. I actually don't know. I haven't seen the rose and that's another one where I think that would definitely come up in conversation at some point or another or like I don't know this sounds really weird but I'm like trying to think like when we had the the B&B together for conference was there a tattoo on your foot? To be fair I did I don't know how often I don't actually walk I don't really like walking around barefoot. Is that because of the rose though? I'm a big slippers person. (laughs) Well no I just am a slippers person I really like socks and slippers. Mm. I have like a lot of socks Sean, which one are you thinking is the truth and the lie out of? I do yeah. think the rose one is true. I just, I get the, um, you know, parents being like, you must not get a tattoo because, you know, I get that as well. But um, I just don't, I don't know. I can't see anyone getting a tattoo on the, on if it's what I'm thinking and the, like, you know, the base of the foot. I don't know. I'm again. I'm going to feel really bad if you have got a tattoo of a rose on the bottom of your foot, but I'm just going to say that you haven't, um, and hope that it's right. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that one. I feel like it's a bit outrageous, and yeah. I feel like it would definitely be a story that you would tell quite a few people. It's one of those stories where you're like, 
it's a good conversation starter. And, well, <laughs> and I haven't it? mentioned it at all. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I feel like it's not a good conversation starter. Oh, I feel like sure. the tattoo on the foot would be like a good initiation ritual for the podcast. Because it's a red rose. <laughs> and then you could Whoa. have it on your foot. Oh my God. It's like a gang. I just want to clarify we're not, we at no stage have we ever asked anyone to get a tattoo of a rose on any part of their body, nor would <laughs> we. <laughs> Jeez, just put that, put that straight out there. That, that was not an interview question when we interviewed these candidates. So just clarify. The Left Wingers is not a cult, can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a podcast, guys, okay? It's just a podcast. <laughs> or is it? Uh, okay, so I, I think we've come to a general agreement. I like how Sean went. Wrong, that it's Sean, the... Sean, went, Sean just went, or is it? And everyone just like moved. <laughs> oh, and, Brandon, and Brandon just went, okay, so now we're going to move on. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll save that. <laughs> oh, um, oh, no. So I think we're thinking the, the rose on the foot is not a thing which is happening. And this sounds really strange, but I would actually want like evidence that this is thing that has happened go on put us out of our misery Kathleen so you are right my eyes are different colours and I do not have a tattoo of a rose on my foot would you get a tattoo of a rose on your foot oh for sure but my (laughs) mum would kill me like absolutely like death straight just Irish Catholic mum like absolutely as much as I really want one and in in a previous job that I had everyone got the logo of the brand that we're working on on a part of their body no, I swear, and I have yeah, no, 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 because it was like a, it was a really nice, it was a really beautiful campaign, and it was fantastic. I'm really good friends now, and we went through like a lot together on that uh, campaign, like emotionally. So everyone got the brand on a part of their body, and then I said to my mom, I was like, I'd, I'd really like it, like it'd be really nice, and she just, I made like a quite a strong emotional argument, and it just, she just looked at me once, and I was like, no, okay, it's fine. I'm sorry, I asked. Okay, so mine are, I have four cats. And I'm uh, about to do my grade four exam in the flute. And I'm allergic to olives. The olives thing is pretty. I like that. You're not the first person that I've heard having an allergy to olives. I think that's true from first impulse. I'm not sure this Um, is relevant, but does it mean you're allergic to olive oil? Yeah, I was going to ask what part of the olive. That's quite a big range of foods you can no longer have. (laughs) So olive like olive oil would also produce an allergic reaction so it's it's the olive in its entirety any form of olive in anything will put me into allergy mode <laughs> allergy is it mode. is it quite a big allergy <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> is it quite I'm a sorry. big allergy <laughs> yeah <laughs> no is it serious like oh do you mean like a in a like a life is it like hay fever or is it like i need you need to get like one of those no it's it's not epipen level (laughs) allergy it's more of a like itchy uncomfy i don't feel right kind of a feel (laughs) like lying in grass when you've got hay fever yeah I mean, when you said, like, it puts me in allergy mode, I was like, hmm, I think mm. that doesn't seem, like, very medically correct. <laughs> so, so Less anaphylactic shock and more kind of, I don't wish to feel this way. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what about the cats? What are the names of your cats? Wilma, Toby, Pat and Zebedee. Mm. I was really hoping you'd take a minute to think about the names of the cats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, gotcha. 
that was <laughs> that was really quick i'm impressed yeah mm, wow unless you pre-prepared them which would be the smart thing to do to be fair yeah. but um i think i believe you on that one to be honest um, yeah, i'm gonna go i think the cats is definitely true i think it might actually be the flute which isn't true just because again it wasn't something that you mentioned in like us chatting beforehand or anything so and I feel like and people do talk about playing an instrument quite a lot um so I'm saying that one's the last yeah all right go on then I'll go with the group okay yeah the olive one's not true (laughs) but there's a bit of a story to it so I hate olives more than (laughs) the world they are bitter oh my god okay um and it sounds dreadful but to make sure that people don't give me olives I tell people I'm allergic to olives because I dislike them so much that it's actually becoming a bit of a fear that I'll get them so I just say that I'm allergic so that people will not give them to me rather than being like oh you're fine you know um but yeah I do have four cats and yes I am about to do my grade four flute so yeah so if you don't like olives, can you tell when something's been cooked in olive oil versus yep. some, like, you can tell yep. straight up? Yeah, straight up. I hate it. <laughs> Makes me sick. So if you go so wow. if you go to a restaurant, do you have to ask? Yeah, because I used to be, um, like, quite nervous about it, like, because like, I hate, like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and, like, if something's not right, I, I can't, like, tell people because, like, I'll, I'll get upset and I'll feel bad for the wasters. But, yeah, no, I do say is, like, what oil is this cooks in because otherwise if I get it and I, I'll just taste olives and that's it I can't eat anymore so yeah it's a very intense hatred of olives. Fair enough well we've got some musical talent on the podcast now and we've also got some sporting talent and some baking talent and cooking talent so that's quite impressive I think we've really upskilled Okay, so the next segment of the podcast today is having a little chat about the biggest news story of uh, definitely the week, probably the month and maybe the year, which is, of course, the party gate. I think this more than anything else has cut through the public uh, more than almost any other news story that I've seen in recent years, actually. And I know this because people that aren't political and that I know that are kind of friends from other kind of walks of life have come up to me and chatted about Partygate and I was just gonna before we get onto the quiz ask if anyone else has had that experience as well recently. Yeah 100% like for me I haven't seen anything rally together for everybody that I personally know you know there's very few political issues that do that and for me like even people who I've talked to who are conservatives you know they're in despair basically at the moment they're they kind of don't know what to do with themselves or where to put themselves because this situation has just become something that has really it's not just reflected badly on kind of the conservative party they are the biggest proponents of this but kind of our entire political system and how did somebody Mm -hmm. like Boris get to be in such a position of power I think that's shocking and yeah a lot of that can be put down to uh to the Conservative Party and who they've decided to choose and who's in the Conservative Party, but kind of who was around giving the advice is, is what I, I want to ask throughout all of this. Really strange to me, really odd. I agree with that as well. Um, and I think 
the last two years, a lot of people might have switched off the news because it's very repetitive about COVID. But I've noticed a lot of people are a bit more on top of it now. They keep hearing these new revelations. And after the first few, it was horrific. A lot now, I know a lot of people I know are just watching it and sort of laughing and mocking the Prime Minister. So that just shows how weak he's got. They're not even angry. They're just laughing at him. So you know you've messed up when that happens. Yeah, um, I mean, this issue has been one of a few, I suppose, but particularly this. Um, it's something that's turned people even like, my own family, my mum, who was in no way politically engaged to somebody who kind of knows what's going on and kind of is aware and, you know, does more than just go out and vote, uh, which I think is really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's definitely turned people who I know were very profound and strong supporters of the Conservative Party to kind of questioning their political alliances and sort of, you know, thinking, um, our Prime Minister and this part, our party leader are going to go ahead and do these things am i in the right place so yeah it's an interesting time big issue and uh, it's definitely cut through the public as you say kathleen we cover a lot on this podcast and i think a lot of things happen inside westminster and sw1 that people don't either it's not reported on or it's not picked up on and i think this is one of those examples where it has been reported on quite significantly and then it's also picked up and run and i can never we've spoken about this several times brandon but you can never really tell which things hit and which things don't. But I think one of those key indicators was that, and it stands out in my mind, that picture of the Queen on her own at the funeral of Prince Philip and just her surrounded by, you know, instead of being surrounded by family, as you would hope to be surrounded by family at a funeral, she's on her own. And I think that that image is such a, it's fair to say that everyone had to, everyone had a difficult time of COVID. And I think that image, so many people relate to that image. And I don't, I think that's one of the things that's really cut through. So I'll be, you know, we made predictions a couple of, I mean, two weeks ago saying, will Boris Johnson be the prime minister at the end of the year? And I still am in two minds about it, actually. I'm still in two minds about whether he could be, because of course he could be challenged and then he could win it, which it might also be possible as well. I think that's well within the scope of reality. What, what does everyone else think? I think he's on his way out. <laughs> and I said that in the predictions episode, so I'm not going to labour mm. on it too much here. But yeah, I just, I can't see how Conservative MPs can carry on standing behind the government. That's the thing. If it was just a case of them sending in letters and calling a, a vote of no confidence in him, that would be one thing. But they still have to vote alongside the government on several big issues coming up. Mm. And I feel like at least one of those issues, a significant part of the backbench Tory MPs will throw it back in the government's face and that might bring down the government anyway. Um, so we'll just have to see. Eshan and Sean, if you had to, if I gave you a fiver and said you have to bet on whether Boris will be prime minister by the end of the year, what would you put the money on and why? Um, so I don't think he'll be prime minister for the end of the year. I see a general election coming up before we get to the 31st of December 2022, absolutely. Um, but for this next little bit of time, I, to be honest with you, do see him kind of wading his way through because crazier things have happened, mm. especially with the Conservative Party. Yeah, I know, I, I do see him sort of, I don't know, fighting his way through, if that's what you want to call it, for this next little bit of time. But no, I do think a general election will be called through, you know, voting you know, confidence or something, Um before the end of the year um so yeah uh my fiver uh I've, I've never placed a bet on anything because you know I'm so naive 
Um, <laughs> I see. I don't see him being prime minister for the end of the year. Uh, so I, I definitely place a bet. What's like? What is likely to happen? What can I place my bet on? I don't know. Um, but it's, it's definitely no. He's he's not going to be in. He's not going to be PM for the end of the end of the end of twenty twenty two. No way. Um, I don't think he can go that long. Not after all the revelations. I mean, what is it like? Pass. Yeah parties it's like you know coming up like what 20 now it's you know question how much how much work was actually done in number 10 but anyway Ashan do you agree yeah I think I'd agree but um my biggest probably concern would be is that there appears to be no actual policy agenda occurring at the moment it just seems like they're just floating about chaos to chaos and whoever crisis to crisis and whoever takes over will have to not only sort that out but also implement policy agenda which appears to not even exist at the moment i feel there's no one actually available to stand up in the conservative party to actually lead the country so even if he goes whoever replaces him will not only have a tough job i don't actually think they'll be very good at it either yeah i think we saw the the picture of boris he, he tweeted it out in 2020 where it's like oh 2020 is going to be an amazing year or a great year or what have you. And I just cannot imagine in in any future timeline him doing that for 2023. Like, I just cannot imagine that optimism or belief that he can carry on into the next year. Like, I just, it's dead for me. He, as a as a political character, is dead. And whether he, whether he gets shifted away quickly or they slowly drag him out, I don't know. But I think that will come before the end of the year either way. And if I was him, I would just, you know, pack it in now, to be honest, because it's only going to get worse. His entire brand is built on that, that chaotic sort of always laughing, always... He's, if he's no longer that because he's under so much stress from his own party, I'm not sure what else he has left. I agree, yeah. So we're going to start the mini quiz, but one thing that will make it slightly different from other quizzes that we've done in the past is that Brandon, Sean and Eshan have actually bought their own buzzers. So Brandon, can we quickly hear your buzzer? <laughs> Strong. Eshan? <laughs> what was that? What is that? <laughs> it's just a little thing I have, that a little button that I can press. That's quite cool. I What's it saying? It. Just saying shut up. It's for a quiz. Oh, I like Someone that. Someone got it at me for my uh, secret <laughs> Santa. So there you go. Oh, I like it. All right, and Sean? <laughs> because my flu isn't here. Sorry, everyone. So if that, you know, if that's effective at all, then that would be nice. But um, that's great, yeah. Sean. That yeah, I'll definitely hear that over the other two. Yeah, good stuff, mate. It was almost like haunting. Well, that's something. <laughs> You're going to hear it in your dreams this evening. Oh, oh dear. Jeez, holy <laughs> Right, okay. It's going to say fingers on buzzers, but um, maybe maybe not. Okay, the first question. Officially, as of today, which is the day we're recording, which is the 16th of January, how many parties allegedly have there been in number 10? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go oh, with... Uh... Sean, go for it. I'm just trying to think over the last week. Like, there was five. Five. Okay. Anyone else? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I think I saw a Sky News graphic thing, which I'm not sure how up to date it was, but I think it was, I think it said 17. 
said um, 17. That's not the answer so. I've got. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it oh, wasn't no. 17. <laughs> well, now I feel like I've got the wrong answer. Sean, Sh- do you want to take a guess? Nine. Okay, that's actually the closest one. So the official number I found is eight. So I oh. guess Sean wins the point. I don't know where 17 came from, Brandon. But I don't that's... know. It might where have been. Have got that from? They might have been factoring in like, um, like all the Sean Bailey stuff and the, uh, the no, so this ones. Be the number ten stuff. So yeah, maybe, okay. maybe that yeah. might be because the ones at the London Assembly are obviously different. The attempt to save Boris Johnson, which was leaked in the press this morning, is called Operation What? Yeah, winning. Change my buzzer there. I, I love that. that. Sean, I'm going to say, isn't it Operation Save Big Dog? It is. Excuse me. What? I've never. I That's what it's called. Yeah. So, That's wild. Operation Save Big Dog, and what that basically means is a lot of people are going to get fired um, for being at parties that Boris Johnson organised, in the hope that by firing many advisors, he will uh, save himself. Although, to be fair, I'm not too sure that's wow. not too sure that's a good strategy. Um, a man called Sir Graham Brady accepts letters from MPs. And if a certain number is reached, a vote of no confidence is triggered. What is that number of letters that he needs to receive? <laughs> this is a bit wild because I don't actually, I think I know the number, but again, it's another one of those where I've seen it at some point in the last week yeah. and I think I can remember it, but I'm not sure. I think it's 52. Close. Close. Okay. Super close. Okay. Ashan? 58. Sean, have a guess. Um, 55? Ah, oh, so close. So the number at the minute is 54. So oh, I, feel, okay. I feel like almost everyone got a point for that because Sean and Brandon, were everyone was quite close though, weren't they? I think sure. everyone got a point for that. <laughs> okay. And then the follow-up to that question is, apart from being a member of parliament, what is Sir Graham Brady's job title? <laughs> Go on, Brandon. Sorry, I just love you. I love using this. I don't even know the answers half the time. Chair of the 1922 committee. That's it. Yeah. Yay. All those, all those years of studying politics is worth it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's an inbuilt advantage to those who have studied politics, to be fair. So I feel like, sorry, Ashan. But, um, <laughs> it's quite common knowledge. I'm just a bit slow on the buzzer. Well, I, you say it's common knowledge, but I actually, ha- the, the other week I had to explain it to my cousin, who's not who's not even slightly political. At all. Like, I think he votes, but like beyond that. And he was like, so how do I get him out? And I was like, well, there's a committee and you have to write a letter to the committee. And super old school. It is the definition of old school, but then Parliamentary Conservative Party works no other way. Than, uh, stuck in the 1800s um, so yeah when he gets a certain number of letters um, he lets everyone know but of course he doesn't tell anyone before that so while several MPs have gone on the record saying they've written letters I think uh, Andrew Bridgen is a name that shouts out to me definitely written one uh, it's only till they get to 54 that, that he tells everyone and then off the back of that a leadership election is launched if somebody if the whip is removed from somebody or somebody decides to move party uh, that number of course decreases so just because we're recording this on the Sunday and I read on Twitter, so whether it's right or wrong, that's that's a different question. But I read on Twitter that at the moment they've got at least 35 that have counted nah. that number in terms of people who've come to them and said that. So, I don't believe that. But if that's the case, then by the time that this episode comes out, this information that we're giving our listeners could be out of date in theory. And yes. we could have Boris facing um, a leadership election, in which case... Hi, people from the future. You're listening to this anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I feel like there's a lot of caveats I need to put in there. So Graham Brady does not, takes the job very seriously and will never tell anyone how many letters there have or haven't been. And also, 
what is sometimes not spoken about is that you can also withdraw your letter. So you can write in and then you can message him or contact him in a certain way and withdraw it. So, yeah, OK, sure. Some MPs might have said to the press that they've written their letter. Have they actually written one and have they written one six months ago and then withdrawn it and then written another one? I don't I think there is a number. I think it's in double figures, but I don't think it's I don't think it's 35. I think it's I think they're still in their 20s. Um, but we'll only know when he reaches that magic number and then he'll. Uh, in a nice big press conference, walk out and tell everyone. I, in my head, I'd like to think that Theresa May has written the letter of no confidence in him. That would make me uh, some kind of poetic justice, I think. Yes. <laughs> Hers is the triggering one, the last one, the 54th yeah. one. Yeah. I reckon Boris definitely be, wrote a letter uh, of no confidence in her at several points, that's, that's for sure. You should write one in himself. Reveal who actually nope. sent in letters. No, nope. that's really weird, isn't it? No, yeah. so you can decide to reveal it yourself, but Graham Brady will never tell anyone. And his staff apparently are really, really good at keeping the uh, about not telling anyone. And but apparently you can also do it by email or WhatsApp. So you don't, you know, I don't think I think he's the only person that really knows, and I don't think he's he shares information. Uh, although to be fair, if I was a journalist, I definitely, I definitely try and ask. I don't know where the number thirty-five has come from, though. I'm a little bit suspicious of that number. A key test of Boris Johnson, if he lasts this long, is the May elections in England, where hopefully Keir Starmer hopes to do very well off the back of a huge uh, swing in the polls towards Labour. How many councils are up for election in England on May the fifth? Three hundred and forty-seven. Fair enough. Ashan? Um, I'm going to say 320. Brandon? I don't think it's that many because I always think people overestimate the impact of individual local elections. And I feel like it could be closer to 100. You're right, it is, it is a lot closer to 100. Okay. But that's, I think Brandon probably gets a point for that. So it's 146. Oh, oh gutting. Wait. Shall I, shall I <laughs> ask the question again? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so 146 councils up for election on May 5th. Um, And I think if Boris Johnson manages to hang on, this will be a key test in whether the Conservative base does actually turn out to vote. And I think if he has a poor election showing, which I think is on the cards if he lasts this long, can't see him surviving that. Um, And then I've got one final question, which is, so earlier on, Sean said that she thought a general election would be called this year. I somewhat disagree with that. But if there was a general election called this year, what is the smallest constituency in the UK? So are we talking population or are we talking like land? Size. Size, okay. Is it the cities of London and Westminster? Close. Geographically speaking, very close. Um, you saying close, that's making me think, like, how well do I know the southeast? The answer to that is... Not very well. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, it's a London constituency. It's a London constituency. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's go with um. Clinton. There you go. Islington North. Wow. Really? Ah. Yeah, there that. we go. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. Crack, crack on. And that concludes the party eight quiz. As of today, when we're recording, all of those are factually correct, or at least we think they are. But obviously, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday, so it might not be completely correct. We cannot predict what Boris Johnson does, although, to be fair, it's probably not going to be a great week for him. I don't think Boris can predict what he does, to be honest. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for joining us for our season premiere. We'll be back next week on Wednesday with a new episode.
If you enjoyed listening to us, please subscribe to this podcast to be notified of when our new episodes come out. We also have a mailing list, the Left Wingers Community, which you can join using the link in this episode's description. Likewise, you can keep in touch with us using the links to our social media, which are also in this episode's description. Keep whinging and we'll see you all very soon. (laughs) 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 I've been so excited to say that, sorry.